Hello and welcome to CX Conversations. This is your host Vivek bringing you CX lessons from CX leaders from around the world. Today on CX Conversations, I'll be talking about how to get senior management buy-in for customer experience improvement. If you're a CX head responsible for improving your company's customer experience, sooner or later you will face the challenge of getting your senior managers fully on board with the idea. Ideally, you would like them to be sold to the concept from the word go. However, the reality is that as you make progress, you'd find yourself maneuvering conflicting priorities and struggling to achieve your goals. Discussing the art and science of overcoming this challenge is our guest today, Sonia Bhatia Salme. Sonia is an accomplished customer experience thought leader and an innovative problem solver. She's passionate about customer experience and has been working with big enterprises to help them become customer centric. A certified customer experience professional, Sonia started her career with customer facing roles across Taj Hotels and British Airways. Most recently, she served as general manager customer experience at Piramal Pharma and is working now as a consultant, as a CX consultant. I met Sonia at Piramal Pharma where she showed me the most detailed and thought through CX transformation roadmap that I had ever seen. Since then, we've kept in touch comparing notes and bouncing CX ideas with each other. And I'm delighted to be finally hosting her on the podcast. Sonia, welcome to CX Conversations. Thank you Vivek, that was a great introduction and I feel quite humbled and uh, look forward to this podcast. First of all, congratulations on the CCXP, Sonia. Tell us about how you got into customer experience management. Thank you for your wishes. And customer experience has been my passion. And uh, I have been in customer service roles since more than 15 years. It just happened by accident that I came into this role. I am an engineer by my education. It so happened when I graduated in 2001, there were no jobs for us engineers because a lot of people were laid off in US and the dot com bust or something, right? Yes, absolutely. And that is the time when uh, nobody was recruiting engineers and then came call center boom in India. The call centers started recruiting all the engineer graduates and uh, I joined uh, stream track mail. I remember that was the first call center. It was my first exposure, though it was just talking on phone. But again, it taught me a lot because uh, handling customer queries on phone and helping to resolve them and making them happy was quite challenging. It was a technical call center, so we were troubleshooting softwares for uh, companies. It was a good experience and I learned a lot in that job as well. However, I decided call center is not for me. I wanted to move into more customer facing role. So I moved to Taj Group of Hotels. I started working as a guest relations executive in Taj. And those six months that I worked with Taj Lanzin, I think those were the best six months where I learned a lot about how to be customer centric. I honestly, when I, I didn't know that what is customer centricity at that time? Mm-hmm. I would just do what I thought was right for the customers. And since then, I think customer service was, uh, was the path I wanted to take. Nice. And when I joined British Airways, again, it was just not, uh, you know, just serving a customer as a cabin crew, but going above and beyond that, because 
the nine hours the customer was with us because we used to do Mumbai London flights. Okay. A customer must have gone through so many things, you know, leaving the family or on some important business uh, was probably going for an important business event. They might have had traffic. They might have had bad weather. They might have had a lot of lot of situations. You know, they would have been part of before they came on board that flight. So True. for me, when the customer was there for that nine hour flight, I used to ensure that at least where the zone and the area where I was working and the mostly which was business class, I used to give them an excellent service and of course have that little bit conversation as well with them to understand where and how I can do better and help them in that journey for nine hours. More importantly was how the team, because we were a team who were handling customers, how we would also work well together to make it good for the customer. So it was in me that I want to help in serving customers. Sometimes people ask, what is the purpose? And I think that was my purpose to serve nice. customers. And nice. uh, that's why I am extremely passionate about this. And I believe uh, customer experience and creating memorable experiences for the customers is extremely important for any business. And that's when, uh, when I joined Pyramble as a general manager of customer experience. My biggest challenge was to, to first of all, roll out this customer centricity program, which even I wasn't aware of how do I go about it because it was a completely different transition from airline to a pharma company. I had no, no clue about how pharma companies worked. However, I just had one thing, passion for customer experience that we have to do something right for the customer. That's how I uh, took on this role and took on this challenge of building a customer centric culture within, within Pyramid. And I'm quite glad that it worked out well. And uh, you saw the roadmap. And of course, we will discuss this more that how we went ahead and built this culture and this uh, customer experience strategy in the group. True, true. And uh, yes. Yeah. And when you said, Sonia, that yes. this happened by chance, when you look back at it, like in mm -hmm. hindsight, it looks like it was all planned. <laughs> and you've always had that customer experience <laughs> yes. now, passion in you. <laughs> yes, now when you look back at it, maybe this is how my journey sounds like, should right? be. And this yeah. is where I should be. I think I'm at like, the right place. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, you are at the, at the most amazing place. You've just completed your CCXP. You've started as an independent CX yes. consultant. And uh, when you look back at it, it looks like it was a step-by-step carefully crafted path for you instead of being it happening uh, by chance, but which is amazing. And, and before we jump into further details, I'd like to address something, Sonia, and this has always mm -hmm. been on my mind. Getting senior managers buy-in on CX improvement, is that really a challenge that heads of CX manager, management face in organizations or it, is it just something that we have just in our heads? Not at all. <laughs> this is the biggest challenge for any customer experience professional, any customer experience consultant. You can talk to anyone and they will all say this. Uh, getting senior management buy-in. The problem is senior managers think they are all customer-centric. <laughs> so they think they are the best. They know everything. 
they just think what they are doing is absolutely right and they just refuse to accept that they need to change and the biggest thing is where to get the money from how much budget to allocate and will this program benefit and uh, how why what there are so many questions mm-hmm. so senior management team is the most challenging team some of them are maybe extremely supportive they do want to do it some of them really want to do it however they just refuse to accept that they need to change they think mm-hmm. they are perfect <laughs> so okay so that definitely is a challenge that is a challenge what they forget is that customer experience is everyone's responsibility oh. hence everyone has to work together it's a collaborative approach and if we have a silo driven mindset it doesn't work as you see sales and marketing supply chain logistics finance hr they're all connected but all these individual managers they all think they are customer centric so they are doing everything right however it just doesn't happen because they forget how each area influences the business decisions how each manager and how each person in an organization if they are just working individually in their department how things are not happening the way it should be working mm. from the customer's perspective you mean from the customer's perspective wonderful so now that we have that out of our way let's talk about what it means to get management buy in do you have some telltale signs that show whether a senior leader is committed to investing in cx improvement vivek the most important person who is needed for cx improvement projects or for customer anything to do with changing the culture of an organization is the ceo of the organization if the ceo is convinced he's committed the senior management team will support it however it takes some time for people to change but if the ceo says we have to do this if the ceo is completely in sync and he understands the value of customer experience the management team under him and the other leadership team members they all start understanding the benefit the biggest telltale sign is of course if if they see really the value for example i will tell you about uh, in piramal my ceo mr vivek sharma he was extremely committed in customer experience he knew this is going to be a differentiator for piramal and he completely believed in it another person who completely believed in piramal was our cfo and that helped a lot having a finance person on your side because most important is to get that approval from finance team to go ahead with any project so even our cfo was extremely convinced that customer experience is the way forward for the organization as it's the culture the values and the right mindset to think on customer first was important so yes getting senior management buy in is difficult however you definitely have few supporters for example even in the company i was just recently consulting in paris the senior leader he was quite convinced he has to do it this is the way forward he approached me that let can you do this for our company 
the team under him were also quite believed in this project. They also, because we had a call about an hour and a half to two hours, I gave them a presentation uh, to all, the entire senior management team for this company. They all were quite convinced, yes, this is the way to move forward. However, when I actually went on to do this assignment for them, I realized there are a lot of supporters. But again, as I said in my previous one, they were refusing to accept to change. They knew this is the right way, but some of them were scared of changing. So that it takes a lot of time to convince them. It takes a lot of time to make them see the value, which happens. However, it's again a step-by-step -step process. Like for example, how we started in Pyramid. Um, the first thing we started doing is trying to develop customer journey mapping. Mm -hmm. So once we did that with the senior leadership team, they all saw the value in it. They all started looking at things from customer's perspective, because very often what happened, we started look, we look at things from our perspective, that this is what I'm doing is right. Mm -hmm. But uh, the entire customer journey mapping activity makes them think from customer's perspective. So yes, so those are the few telltale signs. So that's interesting. And, uh, and you've kind of led me into my next question also. Tell us what kind of groundwork one must do in order to get this commitment. Because I remember when I met you at Piramal Pharma, you had a massive project plan with a three-year roadmap for rolling out customer centricity at Piramal. How does one go about right. getting the management on, like agreeing to that kind of a roadmap? Because it's three years long and you're promising yes. you're committing mm -hmm. them to take them to the promised land so what are some of the groundwork that you did before you got in order for you to get those guys on board in fact yes we did when i joined uh, Pyramal, first i did i will say a kind of gap analysis okay. i visited all the sites of Pyramal. we had about uh, uh, seven sites in india and five abroad so i visited all the sites first starting with india and seeing what are we doing for customers? How are we interacting with customers? Started observing that. It started with a simple thing. For example, sending a car to the airport to pick up a customer. What kind of car you're sending? The driver you're sending. The simple things that take, you can understand the roads in India, right? The traffic in India. So what, so what kind of comfort you can provide the customer, even during the travel, even that small thing I took into consideration when I did this entire analysis of what we were doing for our customers. And not just that, even in a boardroom, how we were interacting with the customers. When a customer is at a site, he's the most important visitor. And what are we doing for him? Are we listening to what he's saying? Are we delivering the presentation in the right manner? Are we concentrating on the key focus areas? Even that thing was uh, taken into consideration. Then, we moved on to interviewing a lot of uh, employees where I interview each and every person from the leadership team to understand the culture of the organization, what they think of customer experience, are they ready for implementing customer experience plan. Once I, once I did all that, I got kind of understanding of where the organization is at the current state and what we need to do to move it into a better and a future state. How can we improve further? 
Wonderful. So what I'm hearing you say is that the kind of groundwork that you have to do is to kind of get the first-hand assessment of the as-is state of that organization where you do a gap analysis. You also understand, Mm -hmm. and I can see that you did your gap analysis through the customer's journey intuitively, I, I guess, while the management might not be aware of it. But I can see that you were going through the customer's journey from the time that if you're looking at a customer's visit on the site, then you're looking at from the time that the customer lands in that city, from the airport to getting them to the facility and throughout the their experience while they are visiting at the site, as well as their engagement and interactions with the employees. So that kind of uh, gap analysis was done. The second thing that I noted out of the groundwork is to also understand the current state of readiness of the leadership team towards customer experience improvement and as well as getting an understanding of what do they understand what is their perspective what is their point of view on customer experience that kind of gives you certain level of i would say it gets you inside the heads of the leadership team as well so that's the groundwork anything else you can add yeah so these were the two basic things and the other thing which we started on we got the voice of customer program in place first because we realized we need to hear what our customers are saying so of course i did interview some of the customers as well when i joined some customers i tried to understand from them what are the pain points how we can improve what do they think and what would they expect Rimmel to do and how can they do better so this was a bit of qualitative approach that I took. And then we also implemented a formalized quantitative survey or feedback where we incorporated Net Promoter Score. So that's how we got to understand what our customers are thinking. Because sometimes customers, when you're meeting them face to face, maybe with the project team, maybe with the sales team, even they don't want to spoil the relationship. You know? I know. So sometimes yeah. they might not tell you exactly how they feel. And the survey helps them to open up. Mm-hmm. And since this survey was coming from a centralized team, that's our team, they knew that uh, the access would go directly to the people who are listening to them, who are mm-hmm. there for them. So that really helped because uh, I still remember candidly, the first survey response that we came was from one of our most profitable customers in Pyramid. And the NPS score was two. Oh, wow. However, the projection done by the team or one of our side team was that he's the most happy customer. But if you oh. see, the NPS was completely different. And even the survey, the CSAT score was really low. Oh. So then the senior management team was in a fix that how can this happen when somebody's seeing the customer is so happy and the customer has given us such a poor rating. Hmm. So we just didn't end it there. Our survey was a part of a closed loop feedback. So we have to get back to our customer. We have to understand how we can improve. So we did that. We did a call with the customer to understand the pain areas where most of the leadership team was a silent listener. They were there and my CEO Hmm. was also there in that call. Nice. I was there. The site team was there and we tried to understand from customers that how we can improve on these areas and what can we do better. So the customers saw that 
customer also could feel that we are really committed. We really want to improve. Mm-hmm. And those are the areas he listed out. Based on that, we developed an entire plan for the customer that how we can improve it further for him. So there was a complete, I think there was a six month plan because there were a lot of issues that the customer mm-hmm. stated, which even included maybe, I will say, maintenance of a plant and all that. So we need to do much better. So all that plan and action plan was taken into consideration. And we had a kind of a governance structure. We, it was not that I was leading that project, being a customer experience leader. We had an accountable person from the leadership team who was responsible to ensure that this project went well with the customer. And we used to follow up on each and every plan, the project plan that was developed for six months. Every month we would connect on a call to see are we doing good with the customer or where are we improving with the customer. And I believe after three months, we again got on call with the customer and where the customer could clearly see the changes Mm. since the survey happened. He could clearly see changes that we had implemented. And the customer after three months did tell us that he could see the responsiveness and he could see how we are improving where we are going. This is just one example I'm saying, but there were few of, this was just one of the many things that had happened. So voice of the customer brought out the real, real issues that were, that were causing a lot of pain points for the customer. Mm. So that was the third, third bit that we started immediately so as to understand what the customer concerns are. That's and interesting. And the same thing I did with my client as well. Nice. Yes. And, and a couple of things that I really noted while you were telling us this story. First is that mm-hmm. you made sure that this sales counterpart or account management team was not the one that was involved in this voice of customer program because mm-hmm. that really kind of uh, struck to me because you mentioned that even your client contacts they want to maintain a good relationship with their account managers and they might not open up as yes. easily as they might open up to a neutral party such as a customer experience team which is a pretty important takeaway from this conversation the second thing was when you collect customer feedback closing the loop on those feedback is extremely important which is something that you guys did and you were making sure that when you receive the response on your customer feedback surveys you get on a call with the customers to understand more deeply about their concerns as well as different perspectives or different aspects of doing business with them and the third thing was you made at least the senior leadership was so on board that they also were silent listeners on those calls which would have been like showing a mirror to everyone at the senior leadership team, which is amazing. And ultimately, obviously, doing all of this work, collecting the survey feedback, listening into the customer's concern, all that would have not been worth anything unless an action plan was chalked up and something was done about it, which was another thing that you guys did. So that's amazing, Sonia. Let's jump into the big ROI question now. I'm sure you would have yes. been asked, what's the ROI of investing in CX improvements on here? So what are your recommendations <laughs> on building the right business case around CX improvement? I think this is the question any customer experience leader would hate to answer and wouldn't like to face this question. 
But here I, we are. We are always asked this question, and I know I have been asked this yes, question. I know, absolutely. I would say candidly that uh, ROI it takes minimum three years to build a customer experience, culture, strategy, and everything that you want a customer experience program. It takes minimum three years. So. I know senior management and um, finance and everyone would always ask, what is the ROI? Yeah. However, I just I want them to think one thing. Think about the cost of the success rate of acquiring a new customer than to serve an existing customer. I always say, show the senior management team the statistics, which is there, a cost to acquire a new customer. It's just, you know, statistics are there almost about 20% or something. Oracle has done this study. And in fact, to sell it to a new customer is more than 60 to 80%. So customer experience is mainly, mainly, of, of course, definitely for the new customers, but your existing customers, your existing customers are the one who trust you. Yeah. who lay their faith on you, who are giving you the business. So how you serve them, and if you don't provide them a great service, and if they leave you, think about the loss you will make in your business. Yeah. So customer experience is extremely important if you want your customers for life. Yeah. However, I know, I know, so from a, why is important. So Sonia, I was saying from a business case standpoint, what you're saying is that, Comparing the lifetime value or the return that you can make on a customer given the cost of acquisition of that customer is the investment that you've already made in acquiring that customer. So how much can you yeah. make in terms of the business with that customer? And if you can increase the lifetime value of the customer, there is your business case, right? Because that means your cost of acquisition exactly. is already invested. If your lifetime value of that customer increases, mm -hmm. your profitability on that customer increases. So there you have one business case. Exactly. Another point you can also notice, I'll give you an example actually of Zappos. I'm very impressed by Tony Shea. Yeah. So Zappos CEO, you know, he cut down the cost of his sales and marketing budget, his uh, advertising budget and every budget. And he just invested in his customer service and customer experience team and creating the culture of the organization. Because what was his thought is that your customers are your biggest advertisers. If your one customer talks about you to about even five customers and the story is really good and you have given them a best experience ever. So that's your recommendation. That's your advertising. People tend to forget that. And, awesome. and I also tell this to my clients. People often forget that a person changes jobs as well. So today he's your customer for this company. And tomorrow he's become a senior vice president of Samana, another big company. Think about the experience he had with your company. So when he goes to the new company, don't you think he will promote you first as a supplier than anyone else? People tend to forget that point as well. They think, oh, this customer, if I upset him or if I make him unhappy, it's not going to bother me, but it is going to bother you. Not just in B2B, in B2C case, it's all over social media. Yeah. You know, the, uh, you had just posted one story on, uh, 
on a good customer experience that you had with Make My Trip and see the yes. number of responses and the conversation is generated about this good experience, about the bad experience. Indirectly, you promoted Make My Trip so much. Yeah, you know, they didn't have to spend on advertising. Just the you, one post created such a great uh, effect. True, and you would not believe, Sonia, I've received almost half a million views on that post just because of the engagement. Think about that. So that is your ROI. Imagine Make My Trip saved millions of money on the marketing budget on promoting a video shoot or something. Just one post created such a such huge response for them. We often forget that customers are human beings. So if we start treating them as a human being and less of a transaction, there is your human experience. You give a human experience to your customer. They will be your customers for life. And that is your ROI. That is your biggest business case. Of course, there are certain reports as well, uh, Vivek. There is a watermark consulting report, which talks about ROI of customer experience. And that has some great statistics. And it shows that CX leaders are doing 42% better than the companies on S&P 500 index. And CX laggards are way 32% below they're getting the business that customer experience can generate. That's a good report. There's also another Temkin group research as well about Temkin ratings. Even they provide a ROI of customer experience ratings and they have quite a, quite a few ratings depending on how the customer experience has been and which company. There are some top 10 companies who come under that ratings as well. So there are a few ROI measurements as well, which you can show your senior management. However, the biggest important takeaway over here is, as I said in my first time when I talked about this, is the cost of acquiring a new customer is more than cost to serve your existing customer and getting more business. So that is your real business case for your ROI. Wonderful. That definitely That's my is. final Sure, sure. And thanks for sharing that, Sonia. That is very helpful. Now, I'm curious, are there some quick wins that CX leaders can target to gain leadership confidence as they start in this path? And how does one go about planning for such quick wins? I'll say the best and the first quick win is the best thing is to get your senior leadership team exposed to uh, customer experience. And I believe customer journey mapping, if you do that one activity, with your senior leadership team, I know it takes time. It takes about a day and a half to do this activity. However, if you do that, that is your best quick win for them to understand from customer's perspective where all the things are lacking in, their, in the business. And of course, linking customer experience to your business objectives. That's extremely important. This is even important for building your ROI case as well. If you link the experience you want to give to the customer with your business objectives, and it's already a plan of your strategy, you are there, you are a winner. Your entire senior management team will follow it. Your entire organization will follow it. And if it is part of your KPIs as well, everybody is bound to do this. It becomes a part of your culture. Wonderful. And I just remember this one more story. Again, I will tell you about Zappos, Tony Shea. I read this really interesting bit about him that even while recruiting, and this usually happens in the LA campus, it used to happen. They used to send uh, drivers to pick up 
the candidates coming from in, for an interview and they used to ask the drivers how was the candidate behaving during the journey to the headquarters basically how was the behavior with the driver just to understand the attitude of the candidate just to understand if this candidate is really fitting into the culture or not mm. if this candidate is humble is this candidate the way he behaves basically you know the way you behave with a driver or with a waiter they say that shows the kind of person you are so the person you hire is extremely important when you are trying to change a culture so as i said customer experience takes 3 years to build mm. but again the main thing is the people so if mm. i'm sorry to say this but if your senior management if somebody doesn't fit in with that culture mm. there is a ceo has to be tasked to make a call to either let go of that person because if they don't fit into your values you have to let go of the person and get people who will fit into that culture and values so here i will say to bring a customer experience culture hr is equally responsible hr has a huge role to play and we very often forget this part to get the best employees to get the employees who can fit into the culture and when one company like zappos can think about this where they even before an interview itself they understand the attitude of a candidate and also the way the ceo would interview them tony shay the way he would interview also he would try to understand if culturally they are customer centric if they are going above and beyond customer experience if they have that qualities in them so that was also extremely important if they have those values that will match the company values this is extremely important takeaway that when you want to build this culture sometimes you have to let go of the people who don't match your culture you need to bring in the people who will bring the fresh perspective and there are tough calls these are the tough calls but you may need to take and i would say in primal we did that uh, because my ceo was so committed towards customer experience he did let go of certain team members who were not culturally ready to change with respect to customers who were not ready to embark on this journey who were not ready to accept change he did let go he did got fresh new people with that kind of attitude and he brought about that culture that select people based on the core values of customer centricity so that is extremely important when you get on this journey to build the culture your employees are equally important because as we say happy employees make happy customers so if you get great employees first of all with respect to the culture with respect to the values and then you provide them with a great atmosphere to work in i'm sure everybody together can build a great customer experience culture I definitely agree, and and in all of our conversations, we completely forget the role of HR in in making sure that the customer experience culture that you're trying to develop is being uh, nurtured within the organization, right? Because unless you have the right people, you wouldn't be able to build the culture. The culture is not the slogans that you write on the walls, but it is the behaviors that your teams demonstrate. so you got to have the right team members so that's that's perfect right. and i i love what you've just said so time for some rapid fire questions sonia are you ready for it yes i am 
All right. Which business leader do you follow and what have you learned from him or her? I, my, I should just say now, Tony Shea, as uh, I've given you so many examples of Zappos. Yeah. So I think he's a great leader. And the way he created the customer experience culture from the start and uh, inculcating him in his entire company values, he's a great leader. And I think that's the way to go for any leader if he wants to begin a customer experience program. And I would like to say this quote from him that he said, customer service is not a department, but an entire company. So this quote has a great meaning and a great value. Nice, nice. Which is the one CX book you would recommend someone and why? I would definitely recommend uh, Customer What by Ian Golding because nice. that gives you the first step of doing customer journey mapping, which is extremely important to get on in any CX project. Wonderful. What's your advice for someone looking at CX as a career option? I think it is a great career option. Um, Please, uh, whoever is looking to build this career, please read a lot about customer experience. Please read some books that are available so that you build the right kind of uh, mindset to be in this role. And of course, uh, appear for a certified customer experience professional certification as it's really important and, and kind of a stamp on the great work a customer experience professional can do in this field. This is the most evolving field. Uh, as I believe without customer experience, a company can't exist. And this is extremely true. So customer experience, it's spreading all around the world. And I think it's a great career for anybody to embark upon. That was amazing. With that, we've come to the end of this podcast. I would like to thank you once again for being a part of CX Conversations, Sonia. Thank you, Vivek. It was an absolute pleasure and I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. Thank you again for having me talk so much uh, <laughs> and being a great listener. Thank, thank you. you thank you, Sonia. Thank you. It was a pleasure hosting you. And to all our listeners, this is Vivek signing off from CX Conversations. Until next time, bye.